0: Hello, and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Weekman. Tell you what, we have a hot topic that we're going to talk about today, and uh, we're pretty fortunate to have John Stein with us. He's the regional fisheries biologist for the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. He's been on the show so much that I can actually say that without looking at my notes. (laughs) So, But but it's a privilege to have uh, have you come on the show and kind of talk about uh, the program that you're going to, be doing with the stripers and uh, talk about uh, the results what you're gonna do with the results and then uh, you got to stay tuned because at the towards the end John's gonna gonna um, destroy some of those fallacies people have about uh, striper fishing so yeah. uh, tell us about the program that you got started okay so we uh,
1: uh, like I said I'm like I said I'm a fisheries biologist for the Arkansas game and fish and uh, Beaver Lake actually has a really good trophy striped bass fishery as we all uh-huh. know and uh to maintain that fishery we uh we have to get some data from right. you know we, we do some gill netting ourselves we do uh do an ex, did an exploitation study but to manage the fishery we need to ha- get our hands on a tremendous number of striped bass and that's really hard for us to do when we're uh just out netting doing our general sampling right. because uh because striped bass move around quite a bit, and we can't just go out there and electrofish like we do for black bass, for, for striped right. bass. Um, so, one of the things that's really important is working with anglers to get information from anglers. Right. And uh, so, we have a journal program right now, and we're handing out a, uh, a journal to all the guides that are out in the lake fishing Okay. And, uh, and and fishermen in general that are striped bass anglers that are targeting striped bass on a pretty much daily basis, and basically we're handing out a, a journal that that a guide will starting March um, May fifteenth the, right. the end of June, every time they're on a striper trip they're going to fill out a journal for each day, and uh, they'll write down a date they'll write down uh, how many rods are out and how many anglers are in the boat the time they are fishing. And then uh-huh. they'll write down the lengths of uh, striped bass caught. And this gives us information on um, catch per hour of striped right. bass, catch per rod number, um, gives us lengths of the fish, you know, the, the, the fish that are caught. Uh-huh. And to give you an idea how many, we, you know, we've done this two years in a row. Um, we're doing it on beaver we're actually doing it on lake washington yeah, lake washington lake norfolk where our major striper fisheries uh-huh. and basically to give you an idea how many fish we're getting turned in the lengths we're getting turned in you know we'll get over a thousand to twelve hundred striped bass lengths from wow. the journal program uh-huh. and that would probably take us two months of gill netting to do that to catch wow. those numbers just because as we all know, stripers move around. Um, it's they're just really hard to sample uh, with with our nets. So working with anglers is ideal, and uh, we've done this two years in a row, and we've got some really good information about uh, you know catch rates, how how many stripers are being caught. We're using that information as uh, uh, along with our. Uh, uh, we have an exploitation study going on where we tagged a bunch of stripers. We tagged like 260 stripers.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And uh, if you catch one, the, they have two tags in them. Right. If, if you catch one, turn the tag in. The tag's worth $100. Um, and basically, you call our office, and we get information on the big thing is, was that fish harvested or released? Right. And it's going to give us information on how many are being harvested in the lake. And we can use that as well as our uh, Angler Journal data and age data, because a few years ago, we actually, two years ago, we actually got carcasses from the guides, and we got over 380 carcasses that we pulled otoliths on to see how fast stripers are growing. And then with the 1,200 lengths, we had some great data that's going to be able to help us determine, hey, do we need to have some type of regulation change on striped bass and, and beaver lake? We know that... As time goes on, and this population, the you know the people population up here is growing. Right, we're seeing an increase in the number of striper anglers. Right, we're seeing that in our creel surveys, uh, and just we think that in the future, to to maintain a trophy fishery, we're going to have to maybe protect some more of those uh, striped bass that are in the fishery. We may have to have some type of regulation change, maybe a, a stricter uh, minimum length limit in the cool months. Right. Um, we we could also look at increasing stocking rates for, compared to what we've done in the past. So that's kind of how we're using this information to uh, that really helps us draft some new regulations and, and make the striper bass stripe bass fishing uh, better or the way it used to be. Um, we just feel that right now there's there's a tremendous amount of pressure and there's uh, there's some. Regulation changes that may be needed in the future, especially as this population is growing. Right. We're, I think we're going to keep seeing more and more people that are wanting guided trips or they're going to be fishing for stripers on their own. Right. So uh, all this information is allowing us to get scientific data okay. to make make a, a really, really good science-based regulation change on striped bass and beaver lake. So- um before we do that right you know we'll get all the information together we'll design what we think needs to be done and then we'll have a uh, we'll open it up to the public guides fishermen okay. to say hey okay. what is your input on this right
0: um so a trophy striper what what length is, do you like say that's a trophy striper like what what length do you start saying like look we are looking at trying to have a population of nine pounders or because they they run kind of in a generation don't they like that that class year and that class year and obviously some probably live longer you know some class years probably seem to grow better or something Mm -hmm. yeah and not all the fish that you stock come from arkansas hatcheries right
1: right so uh originally we had uh we normally go to lake washita and uh-huh. we uh we get our brood stock from Lake Washita, the Andrew Holsey hatchery in hot springs. Right. Um, spawns the fish and then raises the stripers that are stocked statewide. We've been doing that for thirty five years. Right. But uh recently we've started going to other states to improve the genetic diversity of our striper fisheries. And uh so the last two years we've actually uh, got striped bass from North Carolina and uh and that's, I think that's really improved the uh, stocking success, bringing in new new genetics into the into the situation, and uh, yeah, so that's that's gone on recently.
0: How long does it take for a striper? How much do they grow each year, and what is their uh, pounds that they that they weigh each year? So.
1: So you know, the first year they're looking, you know, uh, a striped bass can be. They're stocked at what size? They're stocked at two inches. Yeah, two inch, inches, two Sorry. inches. No, so I'm pretty little, small. I'm a
0: fisherman, so my <laughs> yeah. two inches might look like four <laughs> inches. Yeah, two inches is pretty small.
1: But they, uh, right. the reason why we stock them at two inches is if you know we had a hundred thousand stripers in a pond and we raised them to eight inches, right. if we had a hundred thousand in there, we'd probably end up with two hundred. Really big ones. They eat right. each other. So uh-huh. to get get our numbers, we stock them at two inches, and it has been working. You know, they uh, normally when we stock the stripers, the shad have already spawned. There's a lot of shad swimming around, uh-huh. and so it, you know when you put those stripers in the lake, that's not the only thing fish can eat. There's a ton of shad out there, so they kind of get masked where the stripers don't get eaten. The small ones, right? And we've produced a you know a really good fishery through stocking those. Um, and so a uh you know we stock them at two inches in the first yeah. year they're about you know the end of the first year they can be six to eight inches wow so they grow really fast uh the uh-huh. second year they're 16 to 18 and then uh by age four by age four they're uh, over most all of them are over 26 inches and that's kind of what we're that's a that's a really fast growth right. um beaver lake yeah all of them are the majority is dry bass, Once they get to four years old, they're twenty six inches. Uh-huh. Um, probably a that's probably like five, six, seven pounds somewhere in there. Right. Um, and if you compare that to other lakes that have slow growth, like Lake Texoma, right, Beaver Lake. All the lakes in Arkansas, striped bass do not naturally reproduce. Okay. Let's look at Lake Texoma. They naturally reproduce there. Right. There is a tremendous number of stripers that are spawned every year, and uh, they have a huge they have a huge uh, creel limit, and then you can catch fifteen a day or something like that. Right. But a Texoma striped bass is getting to uh, is only twenty two inches at age four. On Beaver and that all our you. lakes, they're twenty six at age four, so they're growing really fast.
0: And our current uh, length limit on for keeping them, and what's the what's the number of fish per day? You
1: can keep uh, so there's a 20 inch minimum length limit. And you can keep three a day okay. per angler, um, and that 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 may be something that we change in the future.
0: Is like right. we were talking about based on all this data we're getting. I see. So let's talk about some of the um, things that people always talk about when they talk about stripers and stripers in reservoirs. And so of course there's probably going to be some answers, uh, coming after they see the video. That's good. Cause conversations are good, but, uh, yeah. tell us, what do you think the biggest misnomer is? I'll, I'll say that I clean fish for, I've cleaned stripers since 89. And before that I've never really found other game fish in their stomach. So what is actually their forage base?
1: So, uh, striped bass, this has been shown over and over again. Striped bass' main forage base is gizzard and threadfin shad. Uh-huh. And uh, there have been studies in the past that have shown where lakes that have really good threadfin or gizzard shad numbers, the striped bass numbers are pretty good. Yeah. When the, If you have a shad die off, um, any issue with shad, their numbers drop down. Striper numbers will, will drop down. Uh-huh. There have been tons of studies tons of studies that have looked at striped bass diets and over 90 percent of their diet a lot of studies it's above 95 percent of their diet is is shad and so that's that's one thing that has been a lot of people think that they're eating crappie they're eating largemouth on a daily basis and they're not right they're they're mainly eating they're going to go after Gizzard shad, threadfin shad, because they're mainly an open, striped bass or an open water species. They're not, right. you know, they're not going to be up, hanging out in the shallow water. They're going to be out swimming around, and looking for forage out in the, you know, out off the bank. And right. that's that's why they mainly target uh, threadfin and gizzard shad.
0: And so, uh, what temperature of water do they? normally stay in because actually that controls where they are living. Like, especially like in the summer months where up in the river arms, if we see one always like to say now if we see one he's a very confused striper (laughs) it's a jailbreak he's got lines he's got stripes on his jersey because he's a jailbreak that's right well uh so in the summertime
1: they uh you know right now striped bass can be all over the lake a lot of times they're up in the river arms because they're getting you know they're spawning or done spawning um but they don't those eggs don't don't survive right uh but during the summer months, they have to find a thermal refuge, which is down by the dam. You know, the lower 5,000 acres down by the dam, there's a, actually a uh, bubble of water below the thermocline yeah. that striped bass can get in that has good amounts of oxygen. And it's in the, you know, it's cooler water in the seventies instead of the upper eighties or 85. And they, mm-hmm. uh, they get concentrated in that area and, uh, all summer long that's where they're going to be most of the time uh and then after the thermocline you know once once the water temperature starts dropping off in september and october then they'll move out of that and spread around in the lake again i see
0: what else have you uh, addressed some some issues that you've heard from say black bass anglers um one thing we've heard is that uh you know the
1: arkansas game and fish just started stocking stripers and hybrid striped bass and uh they're going to ramp up stocking right stocking by the millions that's not the case we've been stocking striped bass and beaver lake since the late 1960s so pretty close to when the lake was impounded uh-huh. um, and we have a we have a a reason behind the stocking we're, we're actually our stocking rates are driven by science by this information that we get from angler journals from uh-huh. the guides from our netting and basically from looking at how fast striper's grow. Right. And uh stocking rates are based on that. If we had really slow growth rates, we would reduce the amount of stocking because um that shows that there isn't enough forage for the striper's that are out there and they're growing too slow. So, um we've been stocking striped bass for years. There is a reason behind we do striped bass stocking. We're trying to produce a a trophy Striped bass fishery where uh-huh. they have fast growth. We're stocking moderate numbers, and we want to have very fast growth so anglers can catch you know those forty pound plus fish. And so we just don't. That's one thing that I want anglers to know is we're not just out there willy nilly stocking striped bass all over okay. the state. We have a reason. We have a striped bass management plan, and we have a reason why we're uh, you know there's a method behind it. Why the numbers that we want to stock. And it's to produce a trophy striped bass fishery, stocking moderate numbers. Um, another thing, people, uh, mainly striped bass anglers or anglers in general, if you ask somebody what you know, what, what kind of fish do you want? What's your fishery? What's your ideal fishery? They say they want to catch more bigger fish, right? And that's really hard to do because when you have more of something, you can't have really good growth, right? It's like on Texoma. You know, they have more, and they have very slow growth. There's, right. a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a fine line there. And uh, so if you have more of something, if we had a huge striper fishery in Beaver Lake, we right. wouldn't have
0: trophies. I see. But if
1: you have moderate to lower numbers, you're going to have faster growth. And so that's kind of what we try to tell all anglers, even black bass anglers, crappie anglers. If you have too many, there isn't enough forage to feed them. They're not going
0: to get big. How about the money trail? People are saying, uh, I know that that I looked on uh, social media and I saw where people were saying that the money spent for stripers is taking money away from the black bass, that they might be able to use that money to enhance the black bass fisheries. Um,
1: I don't believe that's the case
0: at all because
1: yeah. a lot of our uh, largemouth bass fisheries are naturally they're they're driven by natural reproduction Uh we stock uh very few especially in this part of the state very few largemouth bass and uh, we have we actually we actually have the arkansas game and fish actually has a fairly large stocking program for florida largemouth bass florida strain largemouth bass in the southern part of the state right and uh that's one thing that we're always striped bass um pond space is always competing with florida largemouth bass pond space at our hatcheries and so i don't see there's any issue with uh you know the money that's the few ponds that are used to raise stripers are competing with what's out there for black you know for stocking florida ma- largemouth bass or managing largemouth bass in general um,
0: and, and up here did swept Swebco, swept is the one that would have got uh the Florida strain, right? right. Did they Swe- get some?
1: Um Swepco is uh man it we don't need to stock anymore. Oh, right. uh, about uh uh twenty five years ago there was a forage crash in Swepco. Uh-huh. the bass numbers you know we had a really cold winter and they had shut down at, at one point. A yeah. lot of the a lot of fish died out, largemouth uh-huh. did. And we came back in and we started stocking Florida largemouth bass for several years. And because it's a really hot lake, um, right. they the the Florida bass did really well. It's like a Florida lake because right. it's it's warm year round, and so we have some of the best Florida bass genetics in the okay. state in Twebco. Right. So we don't have to stock it anymore; it just keeps pumping out some really good fishing.
0: Okay, is there anything else uh, that you might have heard? To, you know, I mean, uh, I think
1: the big thing is forage, and right. then uh, you know what or what, what striped bass eat, um, and, and uh, like I said earlier, uh, we just don't go out there and stock striped bass right. willy-nilly. We actually have a plan at what our stocking rates are going to be, trying to produce a trophy striped bass, and uh, we only, in the Arkansas game of fish, we only stock three lakes in the state of Arkansas with stripers. It's uh, Beaver, Washtenaw, and Norfolk. Those are our okay. premier striper fisheries. So wow. we don't stock stripers all over the state. Right, just and there. And where we do stock them, we have a plan to okay. uh, produce trophy fish. And uh, it's, uh, it's all science-driven. And, and, you know, we want to thank all the anglers, the guides, that have helped us uh, fill out these angler journals because it's really important data that we're getting.
0: There you go. That takes us to Pico time basically tackle time and uh you know pico makes a complete line of hard and soft baits and you can use them to uh, catch everything from black bass and also the great big stripers they'll eat them too so uh check them out there at uh picolures.com uh john if they wanted to uh find out some more information if they want to be part of the uh, journal and they do a lot of striper fishing they didn't know that uh, how would they get in contact with so, you? So
1: uh, if you got a pen, you can write down my phone number. It's four seven nine six four zero six four two two. 640 6422 You can call that phone number. Um, you can contact, uh, you can get us on, uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, okay. AGFC Fisheries Facebook page. Okay. You can comment there. Um, but mainly getting a hold of me on my phone number would probably be the best way, and we can get back with you.
0: Okay. The, yep. Sounds good. Well, like I always like to end the show, make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water.